0: Welcome to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast, where we help real estate professionals grow, learn, and thrive. I'm your host, Shantha Wetterhan. All right. Hello. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. I am so excited about today's special guest on the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. His name is attorney Colin Hill. Um, his passion is working with innovative entrepreneurs and in businesses. He helps protect and grow businesses, including your real estate business. So uh, we have all have something in common with Colin today. He's an entrepreneur. He creates, he's also created his business and has, um, this has really allowed him to help and guide his clients. He understands how to provide legal help, not just from the perspective of a lawyer, but also from that of an entrepreneur. Welcome to the podcast, Colin. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much and thank you for the kind introduction. I'm happy to be here today.
0: Uh, we are so happy to have you here. We're just gonna pick your brain today. So we are excited to learn just the legal implications of protecting all of our businesses. And I'm really excited to have this conversation. This conversation is actually a long time in the making. Um, as a marketer myself, a lot of my clients have questions in terms of copyright law and intellectual property. And I'd love to find out um, eventually, how that all impacts online marketing. But first, love to uh, just get set up on the right tone. And -hmm. if you could just kind of share with us exactly what you do and some specifics on how you help your clients.
1: Right, so again, Colin Hill with Hill Innovative Law and I help startups and entrepreneurs and small to medium-sized businesses from formation to funding, I help them with contracts, with intellectual property and compliance issues. Um, The main industries I'm in are real estate and technology. And recently because of the pandemic and what's been going on, I've been helping people who are bringing in PPE and supplies for masks, for isolation gowns and for gloves into the United States and helping them sell to states Um, and local governments, as well as uh, private institutions. Wow. So been helping with that and then have been talking to um, real estate agents and other other businesses about creating um, logos and branding that they can protect and grow and then helping them protect their personal assets from their business assets.
0: Awesome. Well, it sounds like you're busy helping a lot of people. I'd love for for you to share with us the definition of just um, U.S. uh, copyright law, copyright infringement, intellectual property law. Can you kind of sum up exactly what that is and how, um, say, if you were working with a real estate agent, why should they be aware of these laws?
1: Right, so for, and trademark is mainly the one that we see and, and that I help most people with because that often um, goes with either a catchphrase that they want to have or protecting their business or a logo. And a lot of people do not realize that it is important. And, and I recently had a client about four months ago who was starting a business and they were starting a business that's working all over the United States and overseas and helping people with virtual assistance. And they had a great idea, had a lot of good contacts and wanted to use a specific name, which I looked up on the USPTO website and saw that that name was not exactly taken, but there was one close enough that I was worried about her potentially having a conflict or or the other business getting upset if she got very successful. And I talked to her about it. I was like, you know, we may want to change the name, but I'll talk to the other company. So I called them, they were in Florida and they said, you know, we don't have a problem. It seems like our industries are different enough and and y'all can go ahead and use the name. And for some reason, I just didn't feel good about it. And I was like, you know, let's change the name to something a little bit more unique. And, And so we don't have to worry about them and let's just start building the business. So she started getting really successful. And about three months after that, I got an email from that company saying, y'all aren't using that name, are you? And I was like, no, we're not. We changed it, do not worry. And they're like, okay, we just wanna make sure that it's not being used. And the reason why they would do that is because they would say, you're taking some of our market share or you are taking some, some of our ability to make money. And then they could potentially try to create a lawsuit and recapture some of that value or just make your life more difficult so that you don't ever use that name again. Wow. So intellectual property is very important and you, you have some common law um, ability to, once you create a name and it's unique, you that's your name, but unless you trademark it, you can't protect it and, and you can't stop other people from using it. Yeah. And the best thing about trademarks is being able to protect your name and making sure that it's your unique name and that other people aren't hurting your market share or taking away from what you can be making.
0: Yeah. So I know it just makes sense if you come up with a unique business name to get that trademark, you've just kind of outlined why, but what about the agents who are using their own names? Do you suggest their name is trademarked as well in their business?
1: Right. So if if they're using their own name, then, then unless they're using it in a different or a special type of way, um, and it's not being used in the same way by a lot of people, then they could potentially trademark it. Um, usually they will not need to trademark that, but if they have a special logo or something like that, they're going to want to trademark it so that other people can't have a similar trademark or so that people can distinguish their goods or their services from somebody else's.
0: Okay. Okay. So what's the process, um, with, in terms of the whole trademark process, I heard it was a really long process to go through in order to get something trademarked.
1: Right. So it can take from three to 18 months um, to finalize. And there can be an office action where the USPTO agents ask you for more information or try to determine what's what exactly you're trying to get trademarked. Um, it's You can have a trademark before you have your product complete, but you can't have you can't have it officially trademarked, and you're not going to get your trademark certificate until you finally have your product that you are selling. So it's often good to have your product, and and sometimes you know it's it's even okay to to go ahead and and start selling and and using that name and, and building up your base, and um and then getting that trademark. But you really want to make sure that you are not infringing on someone else's trademark, you wanna make sure that, that you're not using someone else's name or logo by mistake, just because again, if you're a growing business and somebody sees that and you're involved in a lawsuit that can really set you back and hinder your growth, which no one wants, especially when they're in their growing phase.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now let's talk about intellectual property. I, um, and personally, I write a blog on my website and I've heard before in the past from an attorney, who told me that I should probably, uh, figure out a way to protect my, my blog content. Um, I'd love to find out your thoughts on that, um, in terms of, uh, just intellectual property, right. In a whole as a whole.
1: Right. So, so intellectual property. Um, so, that name is is used with patents and trademarks and copyrights and and trade secrets, but we're we're really most likely going to be using them with agents um, for trademarks and copyright. And as far as copyright goes, that again is about a three-month process. And you have to you have to be creating something that is is creative and in a fixed um, and tangible medium. Okay. So if you have created a record and your your sound is creative, you can have that copyrighted. If you are if you're you're creating your blog, you know that can be that can be printed or you can take still frames of that and, and you can have that copyrighted. It just it just depends if you are worried about people taking your words and using them and you you still have the copyright protection kind of like trademark but you can't actually sue somebody and stop them from using it until you copyright it. So so it's it's important to remember that while you are technically protected you can't use that protection until you have that registration.
0: Okay. Well, I, you know, working with uh, different types of clients as our agent does in terms of content, uh, a lot, one thing that I suggest people do is create their own content. I'm talking social media graphics, make sure that you have um, a rights, open domain rights to their, your stock photos and that sort of thing. Right. Can you give us some pointers and some tips on that in terms of social media content and the pitfalls that you see, you know, with people just going out to maybe Pinterest and taking some stock photos and throwing it up on social media, that stuff is owned usually mm-hmm. by a photographer or some type of artist artists. Can you share a little bit more insight on that and, and uh, some things that we can do to keep ourselves protected and safe?
1: Right. Well, I, th- I think you are giving great advice. You know, you, you want to come up with your own content as much as you possibly can. Um, and, and you want to make sure that if there are any photos that you're using, that they're not copyrighted or um, they are, you have, Maybe altered them enough that they are something different than they were before, so that you're not going to get in trouble with that person that created that type of media or that content. But yeah, you, you're you're giving great advice by saying you know, be creative, create your own content because you're you're usually not going to get in trouble that way. It's it's very very unlikely, and people love creativity and they love to see your personality come through.
0: Perfect, awesome. So in terms of uh, U.S. copyright law, I love to get into that. It's such an old law, right? It's 1979. It was enacted. Have they updated that law since the advent of social media and all that stuff? You know, do you see that that law being updated <laughs> anytime soon, or do you, is there anything new that you want to share with us? Maybe that's happened that we don't know about in terms of the law.
1: Right. So I would say that that mainly updates come through um, legal cases and legal challenges like that and it's always important if somebody has a question uh, and anyone is free to ask me to because it's constantly changing through the court system and you can look up to see if there is something similar that that you're doing that you may be worried about to figure out if you should maybe not be using content like that or or how exactly would be best to Protect your content without getting in trouble, and and it's 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 often a case by case basis, which which makes it very interesting. Um, but the main thing to remember, like like we talked about, is you have that protection. If if you are creating something unique or or it's something different than than what's out there, you are protected. But you have to actually apply and get that protection so that you can you can do something with the protection.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, there are a lot of new agents uh, entering the market. There's a lot of new realtors getting started. And also maybe even people who, you know, I was behind the eight ball. I'm here just to be real. I didn't really consider US copyright law and um, trademarking and, um, you know, protecting my content. And, and, you know, I didn't consider that until I saw a level of success where I'm like, okay, I'm doing this thing. It's not just a hobby. So what advice do you have for people who were in my shoes or just getting started? What are some things that you should consider first maybe as a new agent or a seasoned agent who's, who hasn't even considered this yet?
1: Right. So my advice is, and, and a lot of people can be um, hesitant to, to talk to legal or accounting first, but I always, you want to get your books and your taxes straight and you want to make sure that you are as protected as you can possibly be. And to me, that means I always say you want to get your entity in place or your structure that's going to protect your personal assets. So typically that is an LLC and I've helped a lot of real estate agents lately because if something happened and they got sued, you don't want the person who's suing you to be able to come after your personal assets, your home, your car, anything like that. You want them to just go after what is in that LLC, which is usually not going to be your home or anything like that. So you're going to be a lot more protected. Um, that is the main thing. And then we start talking about what does your branding look like? Um, where where do you plan to go with this branding? And if you have questions about um, maybe joint ventures or or investing, different things like that, those are always Wonderful conversations. I love helping people with investment and talking about that because it's always a very interesting deal. And I want to make sure that my client is as protected as they possibly can be, and make sure that they're getting the best deal possible because a lot of people, it, it can be very complicated. You don't want people to to have more control than they should if if you're working on a project where, you need to be able to control how something's being sold. Or if you're using investing, uh, investment financing, you, you don't want to say, you know, well, you can back out at any time or, or you can tell me which properties are good or not because I'm the specialist, you know, and, and I need to be able to make those decisions. So I've, I've worked with a lot of agents and investors in that area and helping them figure out how exactly to go about structuring it and making sure that, that their, their expertise will not get stepped on when it comes time for them to make the right decisions.
0: Wow, you're really inspiring me to think about a client that we're working with right now who is looking at merging with a partner. She mm-hmm. wants to join forces with another agent on her team. Right. Do you, have you ever helped uh, partnerships like that? And if so, what advice would you give someone like that who may be interested in bringing on a partner?
1: Yes. So. That is, that is very interesting as well. And, and I've, I've gone through through that process myself, um, working with a friend before and working with people who I didn't know and, and we were creating a company. Um, my, my best advice, and I've recently felt like the, the business psychologist recently because I've been talking to a lot of people and we're figuring out where they wanna go how how business partners operate and how they want to operate, and my personal story, which I, I guess I'm glad I went through it, although it was a pain for a little bit for me, was I, I created a real estate business with a friend, and, and we were buying some properties to to either rent or flip, and we we bought a great property on the west side, uh, and it it was almost about time to sell, and we had gone to the bank and set set up our bank account. I had to go to court to help out a business. And he was like, I've got it, you know, it's okay. I've known him since first grade. I was like, he, he's gonna take care of, care of everything, not a big deal. And I didn't know that he had applied for um, a machine to take ACH and different things like that, which was costing an upward of $3,000 and a monthly cost, which was going to start later on. So we got, con- I got contacted at some point uh, before the sale and the bank said you know you owe us this much money and I said no 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 look at our operating agreement it says that we both have to make the decision because that's not always in an operating agreement sometimes both people can speak for the whole company and I said I I was worried that this could potentially happen and and they said well we're not sure that that language is in there but we'll give you a call back and I was like okay great so they called me back said you're right so, we can't go directly after you. And we may not be able to go after the company, but we're going to go after your friend. And I said, how are you going to do that when y'all are the people that took advantage of him because you're the bank and you had the agreement, right? You saw what it said and you still allowed him to sign up for that. And they said, okay, sorry, never mind. We're not going to deal with this. Y'all go on your way and you don't have to pay this money. And it was, it, it validated what I had learned and and my practice and made me feel a lot better because I helped my friend out, although he made a, a dumb mistake he shouldn't have made. And it helped me out of a situation 3,000 plus dollars, which I didn't want to pay and I shouldn't have had to pay and our company shouldn't have had to pay. So there are little things like that that you need to think about. And it's always good to talk to an attorney and figure out, where the pain points might be later on and how you're going to want to operate because you want to think about the future and how you're going to grow and how you're going to become that big time business and and make a lot of money hopefully you know so those are important things to think about
0: so it sounds like you know with a partnership just making sure that you have everything in writing right and working with an attorney can help maybe even think the big picture of things that we may not even consider, you know, in an agreement. Right. Um, you know, being able to maybe circumvent issues that we can't even foresee down the road. So, yes. Yes. okay, very good, very good. So in terms of, you know, looking at a business overall, especially with the real estate agents that you've worked with, what right. are some common pitfalls that you've seen Uh, that a lot of us make and that we can avoid if we know about them?
1: Right. So I would say not having their legal structure in place, um, not checking to make sure that they are protected with intellectual property or that they are not infringing upon someone else's intellectual property. and
0: How can they check that out? Is that directly working with an attorney? Is that the best way to
1: check that out? So that is how... I would suggest you can go to the USPTO website and do a search. Um, and you can go online and do a search. But it, it, is, it can be complicated. And sometimes you could potentially miss um, a, a company or a name that's it's similar enough because, because it does get complicated. And you, it's, but there's a lot of potential to, to look for names and think that you've, you've viewed everyone and seen everyone that's in your industry. But you can miss so much just because there's a lot out there. And like you've mentioned, this law has been around for a long time. So people have taken advantage of it. And you want to make sure that you're not stepping into their boundaries so that they may get mad. And besides that, you want to talk to your accountants and you you want to talk to, you know, your your people that are going to help you with branding and and marketing. That's important.
0: Okay. All right. Any other pitfalls that you've seen uh, through the years maybe we could avoid? Uh, Or is that pretty much the, you know, things that you would do first is the trademark, making sure that you are set up, that you're not using someone else's name. Um, Yeah.
1: And and making sure that you have the right partner and that you can, if you're worried about control over a business, that you have that control that, that you need so that you don't lose it. And, you know, again, making sure you have the right partner because you don't want somebody to get greedy. Um, and mess up deals for you when you have a lot of good things going on. You want to make sure that you have the right partner, and if they're not acting properly, then you can get them out and and move on in the direction that your business needs to go.
0: Very good. Now, with COVID and everything, how how has your industry changed? How, you know, maybe even the way you're doing business, or maybe you're helping people with a certain type of case that you've never helped with, you know, or you have, you know, maybe ramped up a certain area. Has your, your industry changed at all with COVID?
1: So I have noticed, and it may be because of furloughs or, or people just looking to get into new professions or, or I'm not sure what it is, but there have been a lot of people creating new businesses, um, which, which, I think it's a great thing. You know, you you want competition. You want people to do well, and and you want to you want competition so that you can raise your level. And and there has been a lot of that. And the PPE business is new, obviously, so so that's been different. But I think that the real estate market is still very hot, and so I've seen a lot of people um, trying to get in that in, in various ways, either becoming agents or looking to to take in funding to to you know, make their own flipping or rental strategies. And and I think that that's very interesting as well because I created a real estate company coming out of law school and we went public um, and, and we had about 400 homes in, in 25 states around the United States. And recently we've sold about all of those and are looking to pivot to something else. But love real estate, love working with people who are interested in real estate because there's just so many interesting deals to be had.
0: Awesome. That's a really good insight. Now, I want to find out if you have three top tips for our listeners today. I know they've gotten a lot from you right now, Colin. You've given a lot of great insight, but if you were able to leave us with three top tips or three things that we could do, and this could be uh, copyright infringement, intellectual property, trademark, whatever it is, what would you leave us with today?
1: Yes. So, so if we're talking generally, I would say speak to your specialist when you're getting started up like a lawyer, accountant like you. And then I would say for legal, I would say make sure that you you get your your company formed and you are protected so that no one can go after your assets and you make sure that your your branding can be legally protected and that it's not it's not going to infringe upon someone else's so that you don't get slowed down. Um, and then I would also say, you know, go into it as strong and, and, and as passionate as you can, because it's your business and make sure you're going into it with the right people.
0: Awesome. So good. So good. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. I know that our listeners got a lot of value today and hopefully we'll all be able to hit the ground running and implement a lot of the things you discussed today so we can stay protected, stay safe and keep our businesses moving forward. Now, uh, Colin, can you share with us where uh, everybody can find you online?
1: Yes, you can find all my information at hillinnovativelaw.com. And my email address, my phone number, and everything's on there, but my phone number is 404-394-4342, and you can call or text me with any questions. I'm happy to talk about business and happy to help you however I can.
0: Perfect. Well, once again, thank you so much for being here with us on the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. We cannot wait to see what else is in store for you and your business. We'll be looking out for you, especially visiting your social media. And um, once again, thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day.
1: Thank you very much. You too. Great talking to you.
0: You too. Take care. You too. Thank you so much for listening today. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you were here today learning how to grow your real estate business. Now, don't forget, follow us everywhere podcasts can be listened to. That's Apple, Spotify, and Google Play. And be a friend. Share this podcast episode across your social media. Have a great one.